Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 69. I am Joe Darnell, your host. And joining me is our coffee specialist, Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you, Eric? Great. How are you, Joe? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty tired. I've put in a lot of hours lately. And the coffee is uh, not cutting it because I'm working at the client's offices in the morning. Yeah. I have about half as much coffee as I would like. When I get home, I need to hurry back to the desk because the office is far away. I don't have time to make enough coffee to sustain me through the afternoon. But right now I'm drinking some of my my newer cold brew. Mm -hmm. How do you like it? Better than last time, right? I do. Yeah. Still a ways to go though. It's definitely on the ascend. This is another good thing about about cold brew. You You said that you haven't been getting as much coffee as you'd like. Cold brew stores really well. So you could you could put put this in a thermos. It works better than putting hot coffee in a thermos because let's face it, when you put hot coffee in a thermos, after about the first hour, it's well, getting funkified. And you, you have know? to use a new thermos every time because the last coffee you put in that thermos will have a negative influence on the coffee you put in it today. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show before. I don't like carafes. I don't I don't like things that that can that when you brew into them that they're sealed. Because there's no way for the coffee to cool naturally. But there's so, a wall, Derek. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're made of stainless steel. They, um, they're they made of a special polycarbonate used in astronaut suits. Yeah, I'm not saying that they, they, they don't work. They, did, they, do, they do what they say they, they do. Carcinogen free. They keep the coffee hot, but they also break the coffee down. The flavor, uh, you know, flavor molecules, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm running... F- on, on memory here, but, um, <laughs> so they're not flavor molecules, but you know what I mean? The, the, those things start to get broken down because there's no way for them to vent. They're stuck inside this, this, this tube and sure the, the heat, the heat stays in there, but the quality of the coffee degrades quickly. You wouldn't have to put it in a thermos. You could put it in a water bottle, I guess, if you wanted to, but something, something like cold brew, something that, that doesn't have to stay at a hot or a cold temperature. You, you could basically put it in there at room temperature and pour it over ice when you're going to drink it. Well, you don't even the, need the ice. That's one of the beauties about cold brew. Oh, right, right. right. See, it's I, it's it's fine at room temperature. See, I think that hot coffee, when well done, doesn't need additives. It doesn't need creams sure. and sugars right. and the like. And when cold brew is done well, doesn't it also need, doesn't need any additives, no. including ice, right. because it's already cold. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, if if you wanna if you wanna keep it, like if you wanna make it and 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 have it throughout the day. Um, cold, cold brew to me is, is a better way to go for something to have in like a thermos or something like that. Cause it's not going to sit true. there and, and stew in its own, in its own heat <laughs> all day long. It would um, keep in the thermos, unlike yeah. all the other coffee beverages. That's right. true. Right. Well, and it just stays smooth. It stays, um, that, that consistency for more than a week. I, I noticed yeah. that about some of the other cold brews that I've tried had in the refrigerator, I would try it a week later and I hadn't noticed much of a change, yeah. which I didn't expect from a product like this. Yeah, if you, if you keep it sealed and you keep it cold, yeah, it, it's got a pretty a pretty long keep time. Well, we will go ahead and talk about cold brew today because right. I did want to follow up on the coffee that I had made last time. It wasn't so great. If we hadn't let it brewed long enough, I probably didn't have enough beans in the brew. And this time, maybe enough beans, maybe not. I'm still experimenting with the fineness of the grind and the ratio of the beans to the water. But I have figured out some things, thanks to your technique of, you know, brewing it on the counter, not putting it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. That just makes so much more sense. And it doesn't make sense at first because you're like, what? 
what cooks or what food in your kitchen do you want to leave out on the counter and say that it's going to be better later when you've just left it on the counter? Yeah. Like that doesn't happen to any other beverage. It doesn't happen to your fruits. It doesn't happen to your vegetables. Yeah. Uh, nothing gets better with time just sitting on the counter except <laughs> for coffee. Yeah. Coffee is a wonder bean is what I'm saying. It's countercultural. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it defies all, all normal conceptions. It's called counter brew. Yeah. What I like about it thus far is that it is a lot sweeter naturally. It, it's, it, it's, Did you I let this even, one sit longer? Yes, a lot longer. About 10 hours longer. And I can't say that it actually is sweet. It just has the suggestion of sweetness. And oh, that's no, no, what no. I'm yeah. really wanting. Yeah, I don't want a sweet drink. This is just coffee and water, right? You didn't, yes. you didn't add anything to it. Yeah. When you first handed it to me when I came in the door, there was the, um, almost a... I don't know if I want to say honey, maybe, maybe like a molasses or, or something that that's, it's not, it's not super sweet, but, but something that just has an immediate. A suggestion of it. it. Yeah. A suggestion. I guess that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Hmm. So a little bit more concerning cold brew. I wanted to talk about this because my perspective is still changing about cold brew. I think a lot of people are probably tired of thinking about it because they haven't started to turn the tide, but I think that our listeners should give it another chance. You see, cold brew came onto my radar in 2014, but it's been around since 2010 in small coffee shops around America like Stumptown Roasters. And little by little, it made its way to Seattle and to San Francisco. And so shops there were using it and experimenting with it. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't sound appealing to me because I think that we have been heavily influenced by our impression of iced coffee. Either you like it or you don't. Yeah. And the big problem with iced coffee was that it was made from concentrate. It'd be lukewarm. You'd add ice and then instantly the ice would chill the beverage, but start to dilute it because it would melt in the process of chilling it. And usually, unless you told them not to, they would add a bunch of sweetener to it. And so it doesn't seem intuitive that a beverage should get better by just letting it brew standing out on the counter. Yeah. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So it, it's against every logical conclusion that this would be superior to iced coffee. Well, taking a fruit and throwing away the fruit and using the seed doesn't make sense either. So <laughs> no, <laughs> coffee breaks all, all preconceptions. It's sort of like the upside down emoji, smiley face. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. So I think it is smoother than hot beverages. Hot coffees in general. Have you noticed that as well? I mean, like, I'm not on the bandwagon of, you know, yay to cold brew and down with hot coffee. I'm not going to that extreme. I'm just saying that if I actually compare it to your regular cup of mm -hmm. hot coffee, your regular cup of cold brew seems to be more or less likely to be balanced, to be smooth and less acidic. Yeah. And, and I think I think that has a lot to do with the temperature that you that you drink it at. When you have a good cup of coffee, it changes as the cup cools. If yeah, there's, if it there's does. A, if there's an acidity to it, the, the acidity is going to get more pronounced the colder it gets. You may pick up on a little bit of the acidity when it's hot, but as it cools, you'll pick up even even more of the of the acidity. Um, and I think I think that's that's part of of what happens with with cold brew coffee is your um, heat becomes less of a of a distractor. When you're trying to taste it, you are just tasting the flavor. Now, if you, if you make it super cold, it can really lose a lot of those those characteristics too. But but what you handed me was probably I, I don't know 50 degrees, maybe something like that. You know, I'd it, say that's right. It, it's on the cool side, but it's not cold and it's not hot, obviously. Um, so it's it's right there in the middle where I think where I think coffee tends to shine in hmm. that in that not hot. 
but yet not cold realm too. Just seems to have its its best flavors in between those two extremes. Interesting. So a couple other things that I, I haven't been the only one to make these observations. You can find plenty of people who are saying the same things. One of the other nice things about cold brew is that it just keeps longer. It's also really easy to brew if mm-hmm. you think about it, because if you're getting started with hot coffee for the first time, what you do is you go and you get an electric drip or you get a Keurig. Yeah. And that seems to be the first base. Yeah. And it, it's also where most people stop just because it is so convenient. It's relatively a fair price. Yeah. And they know how to keep it well stocked, and, and it, they, they, this runs like clockwork. Most people don't look beyond that. It's just no. that, like that's that's just it. You go to Target, and there are twelve different Keurig machines to choose from. Yeah. You assume that all coffee today is Keurig coffee if it's not Starbucks, right? And in the case of cold brew, take a step back and think about it. All you need is uh, coffee grounds, water, and something like a French press, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't even need a machine. And you patience. don't need to plug it in. Yeah, you need yeah you need some patience. <laughs> Maybe you want to get two or three different French presses so they get your Monday French press, your Wednesday French press, your weekend French yeah. press yeah. because you got to keep them rotating. Right. Because it's going to take you about what fourteen to twenty four hours to brew the stuff, and I think the better it's better longer. Yeah. So in the end, though, it's so easy to make because the the cost for entry is so low. Yeah, and, and you really don't do anything right. Like when besides wait. When you're making AeroPress coffee, you're counting down the seconds. You're yeah. like, pour yeah. over the span of 11 and right. a half seconds. Okay, Follow stir this gently yeah. for eight and a half seconds. Okay, now steep for 69.2 seconds. Okay, now stir it again. Now plunge it firmly over the course of 12 seconds. You know, it's like, it has to be very specific yeah. or it seems too strong when it's all said and done. And in the case of cold brew, you let it sit on the counter for 18 hours. You let it sit there for... You know, 29 hours, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's done. And then you plunge, you plunge the press and you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's not supposed to happen. Right. And, and I like that convenience. The thing is, now what I want to do is I want to make cold coffee and then I want to reheat it. Or not reheat it. I want to heat it. What do you think about that? So once you've made the cold coffee... What does it taste like if you raise its temperature to 180 degrees? Yeah, well, this was um, this is one of the ways that I recommended. If you remember, man, I don't even know how long ago it was. It was it was a while ago when somebody asked us how to essentially batch brew specialty coffee. They they had a, a backyard full of people. How do I make good coffee for all those people without sitting behind a a pour over device for three hours or whatever? How, you know, how do I serve all those people? And this is that was one of the, the things I, I recommended that you, that you could do is make a cold brew concentrate, make it extra strong, and then you know let it get to, to room temperature or so, and then and then when it's time to serve the coffee, serve it with like maybe half hot water and half concentrate. Now, how um, would you make the concentrate? You, I'd make how, it. I'd make it the same way. You just you just make it a lot stronger. Because I know that some that's what the coffee shops are doing to make a cup of cold brew. They're making concentrates and they're diluting it with cold water. Right. Yeah. Okay. Some are. Yeah. Yeah. It, but uh, but then how would you prepare the the batch for a gathering? You, are you talking about making hot coffee with that? So you would have no. the cold brew it, well, concentrate yeah, if, and then add if it to that's hot what water? they wanted. Yeah, okay. yeah, obviously, obviously, if they they if have they, the option, if they just want having cold brew hot. coffee, then you don't have to do anything. You just have to pour. Ah, oh, see that now that that's another angle entirely because if you have you that, you can have both. Right. Hot, right. Day or night. Yeah. Man, 
Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the, uh, the, we're on a tipping point. This is something here. This answers a few different questions. This offers us the, the cold beverage. This is like the solution for the cold beverage you want at home. Mm -hmm. It's also the, the summer coffee beverage solution. It's also the dinner party coffee solution. Mm -hmm. Whether you want hot or cold, I mean, cold brew is actually the answer to many of the problems that we've raised. Yeah. Now, I still, I still think that while while it's while it can definitely be good, I, I still think that if you're gonna if you're gonna serve hot coffee to to dinner guests and you want to impress them, I don't think that's the way to go. I mean, that that's convenient and that'll but see, work. It may be that you could find the sweet spot. You could, you could find just the right combination of things. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still think that if 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 the goal is that you're going to serve hot coffee then then you should then you should serve just make hot, hot coffee, coffee. Okay. um un- unless you're talking about like 20 some people and then and then you are into the batch brew um uh, you know level what do you do without 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 going out and buying a thousand dollar batch brew machine how do you serve all those people well this this kind of this kind of helps um s- solve that mm. solve that problem because you can you can take about a pound of coffee or you know anywhere between a half a pound and a pound of coffee and a gallon of water and and just cold brew those two. So mm-hmm. so like get a get a big pitcher, you know, like one of those big Rubbermaid pitchers or something, mm-hmm. and 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 put those together, and and then find a way to filter the uh, the grounds out after the you know twenty four hours, however long you want to let it sit. And the nice thing about that is you can make it a little bit finer because you're not limited by the by the screen of of the of the French press. Yeah. What were you saying you would use? You would use a. You use cheesecloth. Yeah. Cheesecloth is, is something that's that's readily available. One of the things that I do is I'll usually double or, or even sometimes triple strain my cold brew. I'll put it through a, a metal strainer, oh. like a colander, yeah. you know, like a, a mesh colander. So put it through that to to get all the big pieces, yeah, and then put it through the cheesecloth, and then maybe if if you're you know if you're if you're feeling it, put it through like a coffee filter, a, a regular drip coffee filter, or a paper towel or something like that mm. to get to get all the fines out, you know, completely. Do you think that cold brew coffee is a beverage that is in your lineup now, is it something that you will drink on a regular basis? Would it be something that substitutes a glass of, you know, Southern iced tea or would it be something you replace a Coke with, you know, I don't, I don't drink soda. I don't really drink iced tea all that much either, but well then what is your summer beverage? What is your cold drink of choice? Typically water or yeah, water, beer, Wow. Okay. Water, beer, and coffee are about, about that's the, really all you need about the three things I drink um, wine occasionally. In my I guess, case, but... it's scotch. That's yeah. the other thing well, I need. Yeah, I, I guess add bourbon in there. There's a lot of water in bourbon. So yeah. anyway, if I was in the habit, and about two yeah. years ago, I was in the habit of making cold brew fairly consistently. We had a pitcher in our refrigerator. I, th- I think it was two summers ago because my daughter was really into it. So we we had it around all the time. And yeah, when it's there, I certainly drink it more. But if it's if it's not there, I don't I don't think I don't think to make it. But yeah, I can I can definitely see that it could easily become part of my routine. In fact, like I was just talking about before, some days you get up and you're just not feeling it. You don't really want to go through the coffee making routine. You want to get straight to work or something. So to take some of that and pop it in the yeah. microwave. It's not ideal, well, but it's not bad. Especially this time of year. Heat is really getting to me this summer. Yeah, it well, is so humid outside. Yeah, it's pretty stifling. So... I can see a scenario where I may even have cold brew in the morning. I know I haven't adjusted to that. I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm still brewing coffee in the morning for me and my wife. Yeah. With the Kalita wave. There's still something about the hot, the hot aspect of the morning coffee. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you've had your coffee if it's not hot. 
Yeah. Even in the summertime, I'm not really aware of the heat necessarily, but when I am, especially afternoon, it's it's really getting to me this year. Especially it's, if you've been outside and then you come back in and then you're like, well, let's have a cup of coffee. You know, it just doesn't. But if you've been in air conditioning all day, you don't you don't notice it as much. But right but for yeah. for one of my clients, I'm at their offices, and so sometimes uh, you know during the lunch hour, I'm going to get lunch, and my car is hot. Yeah, and when I get to the place where I'm going to grab a sandwich or something, the coffee's hot. Yeah, well, I don't want the hot coffee. Right. Right. You know, Dunkin' Donuts across the street from where I normally get my lunch will be offering cold brew coffee starting Monday. So that's the thing I want to get to right after our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Magic Coffee Truck, the delicious source of coffee infusion confections on wheels. It's still summertime, folks, so you know what that means. When I want someone else's cold brew, I head to the Magic Coffee Truck online store. The magician slash cook in the laboratory, Sharon, has crafted chocolate delicacies, caffeinated marshmallows, and tasty toffees for us in the past. But now, it's bottled awesome sauce cold brew coffee infusion season. This awesome saucy beverage is made from ground coffee, filtered water, cinnamon, cayenne pepper, and magic. The brew Awesome Sauce Coffee on request, which means your 16-ounce bottles are brewed fresh to order and shipped with cold gel packs and bubble wrap to preserve its great taste. It'll keep in your refrigerator for up to four weeks, if it's not long gone in that time. And if you'd rather experiment with your cold brew beverages, Sharon has you covered with her potent 4-ounce bottle Awesome Sauce Cold Brew Coffee Concentrate. You could make a cold brew coffee cola with equal parts Coke and their dark magical elixir. If you're really adventurous, the cold brew also comes with cinnamon flavor to enhance its natural sweetness and in spicy flavor, which brings a zing of cayenne. The magic that goes on in the truck is delicious and remarkable in every drop. Sharon understands the idea that today's coffees, chocolates, and other treats should be a highlight of your day, so you deserve a great drink. Shop for her handmade goods at magiccoffeetruck.etsy.com and use the discount code MAGIC2ME20 to get 20% off of any order. My huge thanks to Sharon for supporting Top Brew and making the world the best coffee infusions from the vehicular laboratory. Where we left off, we were talking about Dunkin' Donuts and where cold brew is coming into restaurants like that. Cold brew is coming to Dunkin' Donuts in two days. Yeah, yeah, actually. So they um, don't have anything right now? Presently, no. Cold brew is just coming to Dunkin' Donuts. They've had iced coffee They have iced coffee, while. okay, yeah. okay. So, so here's the thing is there was an article on Fortune. It's a very good article, all things considered. The bottom line is that cold brew is not just for the snobs anymore. This is in keeping with what I've been thinking, that we're at a turning point where it's actually reaching a lot of people who want coffee and they just want more choices. Mm -hmm. They want more options. So a couple of points made by the article for one, it's, uh, you know, this is not earth shattering, but the article was just making the point to those people who still don't know. The first, the first thing it says is, you know, cold brew is a technique of brewing coffee over a long time without heat. You know, we, we know that, but what's funny is even though people are drinking the stuff, they don't know how it's made. Sure. Because they're not making it at home. They've just discovered it in the coffee house. Yeah. So it's also supposed to offer a smoother, less acidic taste. That is what others are observing as well. And it's coming in three varieties. So these are the three forms that it, that are being popularized by the coffee shops. One is just the regular cup of cold brew. Okay. 
the second one is what they're calling flat white, which is, I guess, like the equivalent of your latte made with cold brew. It includes whole milk and two ristretto shots, which are smaller, more concentrated servings of espresso. And, and so that's called the flat white, and okay. that's made with cold brew. Then the third one is nitro. So, you know, the, all the craft beer is about... Um, you know, spicing it up and there's so many varieties now of craft beer on tap now these days at some fantastic breweries that are popping up all over the country. It's no longer just available in Colorado and in San Francisco anymore. You've got some good breweries just down the street here in, you know, Ackworth and Kennesaw, which we didn't used to have two years ago. We didn't have such places. Well, now one of these beverages is made with cold brew, and that is called nitro. And what it is is it's uh, it's cold brew infused with nitrogen gas, and uh, it just gives it a little bit of that sparkling crispiness, mm-hmm. like you'd expect from well, yeah, I guess uh, is is beer infused with nitrogen or carbonated with like CO two carbon dioxide? Um, yeah, it de- it depends. Some depends on the beverage. Well, it depends on the tap. There are there are CO two taps, but there are nitrogen taps too, and that it gives the beer or the coffee or you know whatever whatever you're tapping with the nitrogen kind of that sounding all weird. It gives it kind of a fluffy consistency. It, it oh, feels, frothiness. No, no, no? not frothy. Okay. It's just that that the that the the it changes liquid, the body. The liquid feels lighter on your tongue, uh, creamier, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah, because so I've had it, I just didn't know how to describe it. Guinness makes one of their well, it's Guinness, and and you can the pi- yeah the primary beverage. If you're in a bar that that has Guinness on tap with a nitro tap, it gives the Guinness rather than than being heavy on your tongue, it gives it like a lighter feel. Mm. It's the same thing. But it's just it's just it's just infused with the nitrogen and it it gives it a different mouthfeel. Well, and I've had Guinness when it got flat, and I've mm-hmm. had it when it was fresh, and yeah. it just makes a world of difference. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't know if if it's because it's it's it has that 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 lighter mouthfeel to it. It also tastes a little bit sweeter. Hmm. So another thing here in the article that was uh, pointing out was that Starbucks, when they introduced cold brew for Starbucks, it was available in their coffee houses and in grocery stores. And so others are following suit. We talked about a few of them last time. And there are other brands that we haven't got to yet. Dunkin' Donuts is coming out with theirs on August 1st, available in a few major cities around the country on day one, and it'll be coming to the rest of them later this year. Okay. And then... Cold brew is available on tap in other coffee houses. So you go in and you want something cold and refreshing. It will happen a lot faster than the hot coffee you ask for at 2 p.m. And it's not going to be diluted like the iced coffee. Right. So this raises the pricing concern. I'm not actually concerned, but I think some people might balk. A grande-sized iced coffee costs $2.95 plus tax. And a cold brew costs three dollars and twenty five cents. Okay, for the exact same size. Would you go for one or the other based on price? Yeah. Would I spend thirty cents more for cold brew? Mm-hmm. Sure. If I knew that it was it was actually made differently and not just named something else. Yeah. Right now, I mean, I think a lot of people like you and I would be suspicious of a coffee house like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or right. the like. But yeah. tell me about your cold brew. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you make it? Yeah, and if the barista doesn't even know the answer, then maybe you shouldn't. Right, yeah, then you're probably getting iced coffee for 30 cents more. Um, but and in the case of Starbucks, I know it's made from a concentrate, and it typically doesn't have ice. Yeah. It tastes different from their iced beverages, and you can get it with a vanilla flavor like the iced coffee or without. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to buy cold brew at Starbucks 
uh, on the grounds that I want a cold brew coffee. <laughs> like I'm not going there for that expressed beverage. It's just right now I, I'm really kind of like feeling neutral and indifferent and negative towards a place like Starbucks mm -hmm. because I, I see their beverages as expensive. And when they try to entice the, the, uh, the handcrafted coffee enthusiast like us, they're cutting corners and they're making flavors that I'm just not crazy about. Mm -hmm. So if you want one of their fancified frappuccinos, it just it tastes like artificial sweeteners in, in uh, added to chocolate syrups diluted in, you know, 2% milk. Yeah. It, it's a nasty sort of beverage. I'm not crazy about it. But, but I understand if you have grown accustomed to it, you probably enjoy and relish the Frappuccino, not because it's great, but because it's all you know, or because it's what you've grown accustomed to because you wanted a cold beverage in the summertime, so you got the Frappuccino, mm -hmm. not because it's actually any good. Although, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I do enjoy the coffee Frappuccino. Do you have any uh, opinions about the different Frappuccinos? I thought they were all coffee. Well, there's like a strawberry frappuccino, a, a vanilla frappuccino, a s'mores frappuccino now. But don't they all have, don't they all have Not coffee? Not all of them do. Not all of them do. Like the strawberry doesn't have coffee in it. Oh, it doesn't? No. It's just a, <laughs> it's a basically a strawberry milkshake. It's just a strawberry milkshake wannabe. And it's not even a milkshake it, because it's made of like, it, it's not all ice cream. It's made of um, like cream and ice and flavored syrups and stuff. So okay. only certain ones have any espresso to them. Um, but the coffee one, I think, is okay. It, it, it doesn't seem to be as... I've, the only Frappuccino experience that I've ever had is the ones in the bottle. The, the ones that you can buy from the grocery store <laughs> in the bottle. I've never... And you do that when you're desperate, when you're away from home and <laughs> you just I got them when, when my dad was, was, was working somewhere that, that, that he was getting cases of them for free because it was like some <laughs> distributorship and, they, and he was bringing them home. I thought, oh, these are... You know, these are these are okay. Yeah. You know, or if you have a loved one in the hospital, sweet, but you get one of those at the yeah, local yeah. food mart. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not bad, but, um, yeah. but I've, I've never went into a Starbucks and ordered and ordered a Frappuccino, I guess, fresh, you know, there, yeah. I, however they, however they make it. I, I just never, I never thought to do that. The thing I'm trying to point out here is that as far as the premium beverages go, though, in a place like Starbucks, I can tell that there is a qualitative difference between the iced coffee and the cold brew. Okay. Well, and there should be. And I, and I, so I'm not going to balk at the price. I think it's great yeah. because in the end, the cold brew coffee is one of the best beverages they have on the menu mm -hmm. uh, to my personal taste. And this is something that um, some analyst, um, Jordan Ross, the vice president of consumer insights at Nielsen, who you had to say for that fortune.com article was that premium experiences are less about the coffee itself and more from the process. That is one of the reasons why it costs more. It's not because it is in their eyes superior to iced coffee, but just that it's more involved and it takes more time and it, it's made of different ingredients yeah. and the process itself is more involved than that of the iced coffee right i think that other people can recognize that as well so i think that a lot of us expected handcrafted coffee to come to a place like starbucks on the hot beverages menu we expected to see hot coffee in a kalita wave or some kind of pour over you know some sort of new device trying to replicate the the handmade coffee experience but at least ways like nationwide 
the more handmade approach is first being achieved with cold brew coffee. And I thought that that was interesting. Mm -hmm. So the trend is so new that most research firms don't track it separate as its own unique category. Okay. So it's still hard to nail down exactly, you know, exactly how cold brew is doing, but it is presently estimated that it has a growth in the market of 338% between 2010 and 2015. That's that's really growing. Three hundred thirty-eight percent between when? Two thousand ten and two thousand fifteen. Did wow. I say thirteen? I don't know, but that's that's um, significant growth. And it alone is a, worth a two billion dollar business in the United States. What? Alone. Yeah, two billion dollars is made now in cold brew in the United States every year. Two billion. Yeah, that's what it says in the article. Shoo. But that being said. The sum total of coffee drinkers around the world hasn't really been growing over several years. So the people who are drinking the cold brew are people who are already drinking coffee of some kind. And 58% of them are saying that they're just not interested in cold brew and they haven't tried it and they don't intend to. Oh, so, okay. So it's not, it's not penetrating it's a not, new market then. It's, it's, not, it's not penetrating a new market. It's just eating into the current one. It's interesting. Is it actually eating into it, or is it just is it just uh, expanding it? I guess it's expanding it. I just feel like th- there's a lot to be to watch here. Cold yeah. brew is going places, and I just don't know what to expect about it. Yeah, everybody, it's going to be in our common vernacular. It, it, the word, the term, cold brew. Everybody knows what it is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it if it just replaces iced coffee altogether. I think it should. Well, it definitely should because it should be its own thing. It shouldn't be. You know, make hot coffee and then add ice to it mm. because yeah. it is it is a completely different thing and that's and that's why I think cold brew is so you know qualitatively better is because it's like you you treat it like it's its own thing you let it have its own process rather than using another process that you make hot coffee with let it cool down and then add ice it's it's something it's that's something, true it's something different yeah because they were trying to cut corners to create the iced coffee. Yeah. And cold brew is its own thing from start to finish because it was made with a specific intent to get specific results. Right. And they, they got it. If you decide that you're going you're gonna to make your dinner with the leftovers from your breakfast, it's not going to be nearly as good as if you just plan your dinner. And, and you say, <laughs> this, is what I, this is what we're going to have for dinner, and here's yeah. the ingredients we're going to use. You know, well, our cold coffee is just our leftover hot coffee that we made cold. Sure, it's a way to reduce some of your, your, your inventory loss, it's not a good product. It's right. just it's just something that you that you offer. Mm. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I don't think we will linger on the topic of cold brew next time, but we we will keep our eyes on it and we will readdress it as it comes up. I think that even when we interview people, we're going to have to start asking them how do they feel about cold brew, yeah. just like we would anything else that has come up as a topic. It's it's prevalent now. Yeah. So I'm interested to know what more people think. Sitting here sipping on it, it's 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 reminded me that it is. It is a it is a remarkable beverage. It's unexpectedly it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of came up out of nowhere. Yeah. It's hard to believe that it's not been around all these years. Yeah, I know. And in another ten years, we're going to feel like it's always been around. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for episode sixty nine of Top Brew. Show notes with links to everything that we have discussed here is at topbrew.fm slash sixty nine. Follow Top Brew on Twitter. It's at topbrewfm. I'm also there as JCS Darnell. I also want to give a huge thanks again to our sponsor, Magic Coffee Truck. If you shop at the Magic Coffee Truck site, you will be supporting us and them. Use the code MAGICTOME20 to get 20% off of your order. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. 